Welcome to another episode of Press R Esports to Duck. I am Zola Lord. Here with me, as always, is Dainty Taco. And standing in for Malco is King Vulpes from Curtain Call. Uh, Malco's had some family issues, and uh, we wish him the best and uh, hope for his safe return soon. Uh, we had some uh, excellent matches this week. We had Destiny versus Onslaught of Shadows. We had Hijack versus Final Spark. We had Killer Instinct versus Let's Bounce. And Curtain Call versus Glacial Storm. And uh, just to go over the standings really quickly, we had Let's Bounce is now in sole possession of first place with seven points, seven wins, and one loss. They did give... Uh, their first loss over to the season to Killer Instinct. Uh, so there is at least a uh, small cheek in the armor. Killer Instinct holding second place. Glacial Storm in third place. Curtain Call is in fourth. Inferno Trigger in a tie with Destiny for fifth place. In sole possession of 7th place, we have Final Spark. Hijack in 8th place. And in a tie for ninth place, we have Onslaught of Shadows and Absolute Zero. Both with uh, 2 wins, 6 losses. Uh, Hijack also in that same scenario, but uh, they have at least beaten one of those teams to uh, be ahead of them. Uh, so kicking it off, Danny Taco, uh, what do you think of Destiny versus Onslaught of Shadows? Um, yeah, you know, uh, didn't really get to see the match. Um, interesting to have a series with uh, two admins in it, and we don't get the VOD. So <laughs> that's on you guys. Um but just from the looks of it, um, it looks like Marg finally got his Silas, won 6 0 9 on it. So he did really well. The King Wolf, uh, not King Wolfie, King Leon got Hecarim, also did really well. And they had a sub with um, Rise because Malco uh, was still out at the time. And uh, it looks like they had a. Um, no death bot lane of Ezreal and Yumi. Um, I, I yeah. So to cut you off real quickly, uh, did want to touch on some roster moves that we've had. Uh, Malco has stepped down as Destiny's ADC, uh, so they are looking. Uh, I believe Rise of Dusk has uh, stepped in there for the last two weeks, uh, but they have locked in NBG Tactic uh, for the rest of the season. I know he will miss uh, next week. Um, in Onslaught of Shadows, Kuru has stepped down as the support. Um, and I think that there's, you know, just some rumblings of some uh, team and personality issues there. Um, I know that uh, Quezzy uh, is, you know, on the trade block for Onslaught of Shadows. Uh, in case any of you captains hear this and are looking for a change in the mid or top lane. Uh, Quezzy is available uh, from Onslaught of Shadows. 
And uh, Taco, I'll kick it back off to you. Yeah, no problem. Um, uh, as far as like um for onslaught shadows, I think just like the I heard from thrills that there were some like unfortunate draft issues that happened, and like that could you know affect someone's game, and that's just unfortunate. Um, but uh, the other thing is is like um in the on the reverse on the second game you have a fiora into a uh orn which is supposed to be like a counter matchup per se like you usually are picking the fiora to go into the tanks and um yodis did a really good job like not to say that he's becoming an orn one trick i mean i love the champion just as much but um but he played Shen in the previous game and still did really well too. Like uh only died twice. Um had uh I mean his farm's not great, but it really looked like what he he played to play for the team and less of his lane. Um and I mean again like yeah, I mean again like there's three deaths in the whole first game on their team. Two were his. So my guess is he probably sacrificed himself to keep Mar from losing his perfect KDA or kept Rise from losing his perfect KDA for the game. So hey, uh, I'll take that any day. Um but yeah, overall I think it's just like there's just some unfortunate things going on with um onslaught shadows because we did see them have a really, really good uh game, I think two weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, that was also a good series. Yeah, I, I, I have belief in Thrills, Gecko, and Quezzy to, like, pull it back. Um, and, uh, I also, I mean, this is... Mm, this is um <laughs> 21 hopefully um is that it's, uh first season and she has been doing uh she's been relatively consistent and i also think lethal lime if they decide to lock him in would be a really good pickup as well um so yeah i, I have faith in the uh team to like still be contenders it might be a little late um per se but i still think that they could disrupt a couple of the people at the top as well yeah just in looking back at uh you know the, even the first week uh glacial storm against onslaught of shadows rudder versus rudder um you know it was a one one tie so they are not a bad squad by any means yeah i mean it's kind of surprising to see um that ki essentially got like three people on i think there's an argument to say if like nar is really chop's best champion but he's done really well on it so like reaper's had his uh has had his zack band against him multiple times and Cosgrove's had his galio band against him multiple times and um 
it it's just kind of like whoa like let's bounce really had a game plan coming into it um and honestly i think they had a game plan for draft one but um my guess is because if you if you watch the first three bands um they don't ban galio so i think they wanted him to pick galio game one and he didn't and then they were let's bounce was red side as well so they had counter pick in both uh rounds and after talking to the team i know from them that the nocturne was kind of a panic pick and that i wouldn't say like i wouldn't say that they trolled the draft but like once the draft was over and you're looking at the two team comps i'm just like who is the nocturne going to kill like multiple like you even even with his uh I believe it's his W that blocks. Um, it's basically like a Sivir spell shield. Uh, like he can block the lockdown from um, uh, Lissandra, but then she still has her ult. So she could just like E, he blocks that, she ults him, and then runs away. Um, Udir, it's like he taps you, he has his shield up. He's going to be super tanky. So unless you're building like a. Uh, lethality you're not necessarily going to cut through him so i'm not really familiar with uh kaisa i haven't played her uh you know can he not dive the kaisa he doesn't do enough burst damage with that build to kill her and the thing is is he sacrificed himself yeah that was the other thing yeah archer made this really weird invade on the blue where like Yes, um, best five main just killed top lane, but both of his lanes didn't have prio, and he invades on Udir's blue dies, and Udir already has like this seven camp like uh lead on him even before this play, and his whole his whole side of his jungle was up, so it was kind of like you're already behind and you're or you're already behind in tempo and you're going for this like really risky play and he ended up uh he got the blue but he ended up flashing and just giving a kill right over Cosgrove because he roamed over um i but yeah I, I like we saw it in later fights where hippie would dive and try to kill kaisa but kaisa also also has a shield um she has the nautilus sitting right next to her so like he's just yeah. like he, he just can't burst away. her so next up uh we had let's bounce against killer instinct uh the clash of the titans so to speak uh the number one seed against the number two seed uh you know talking with uh king yotis and uh he said that uh, they were played killer instinct uh yesterday and that uh hungry hobbit is uh just super smurfing uh just really tore through destiny uh from top to bottom um and we did see uh the tom kinch uh come back out from best five main um also uh one thing i've noticed about uh 
chopped in the top lane is, you know, he's super aggressive uh, the entire time, has his foot on the pedal. And on occasion, he has, uh, you know, tower dove when I felt like he shouldn't, um, you know, and, and died a few times of that. And, you know, maybe that's just his play style. He knows what works for him. Um, and, you know, always fit on the gas, ready to go. Uh, and just feels like that he's able to put pressure in the top lane uh, at all times. Um, also, the first time that uh, we've seen Rusty the Cat uh, kind of falter a little bit, um, you know, 0, 7, and 5, uh, you know, not really putting out the damage, uh, you know, from what we've typically seen out of Rusty. Yes, but... You notice Worthy's uh, kill score, though, right? He he got all three kills that happened in lane. So it, <laughs> so you know the ADC is just like, I died early. I'm staying caught up in CS. <laughs> but for some reason, my support is taking all my kills. Like, what hey, the hell? I, I could jump in there. I could jump in there with that. The Thresh <laughs> is one of the hardest things not to actually kill with. If yeah. you don't control the empowered E, it does way more damage than anyone thinks. And then all of a sudden you're just popping someone and you're like, oh, uh, that's my kill. Oh, rip. <laughs> so, Pop D, uh, my bad. I mean, you guys have seen my Thresh gameplay. So, I yeah. mean, honestly, that is one of the biggest things as a Thresh player that you have to just watch out for. It doesn't, it's never intentional, but you're trying to like zone and hit and help your ADC get down. And then all of a sudden you pop it. But I'm actually very surprised about the gameplay from Rusty, to be quite honest. It's not like he did poorly, but that is one of the one of the dominating, least dominating performances I've seen him. Yeah, to reiterate, you know, just game one, um, uh, things seem to just go bad early in, in all the lanes. Uh, you know, Rusty the Cat 075, like I already said. Um, Hippie 151, Archer 163. Never really got going. Um you know, so as just looking at Hobbit and you know Mont Blanc, I'm guessing a lot of those kills came early, and you know Rusty just didn't have anything to show for it, which is not typical uh, for Rusty and CLG Worthy Dust. I wish we saw draft because um, my thing is is that game one they showed their cards too early um, because they locked in the Nocturne and. I'm sure people are like, I would have to go back and listen to the cast, but I'm sure people are like, oh, that could be top lane or jungle because we've seen that. No, that was always going to be mid lane, and it, that just showed your card right away. So so the VODs actually did have draft, but uh, this was uh, casted by Excellence and Underdog Stories. Underdog Stories was actually doing the uh, recording. Um and it was having some issues with his setup in game one and game two. He actually um, was viewing it via Excellence's stream. I think he had to uh, go get a drink or something. So he missed uh, actually joining the spectate. Um, so, yeah, it, it was on there, but it, it just we cut it out for technical difficulties. So that's why the draft wasn't in for game one or game two. Yeah, I mean, you guys haven't played them, right? Uh, uh no, no, we have not. No, that what uh, Rusty Cat was one of the ones that I was uh, that I'm looking forward to playing as a support. Mm -hmm. 
because I am ultra aggressive and he is somewhat. So I want to see what I can do to make him fidget. So that's mm -hmm. why the game one was so surprising to me because I've seen a lot of his cleaning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That's not taken away from Worthy Dust at all because I've seen his gameplay too. But I'm just, I'm interested. That bot lane looks very fun. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah, I, yeah, I really, I really wish we saw draft because, like, yeah, I don't know. The Janna for Montblanc just seems like kind of out, out of left field. Like, I, I almost wish he went Karma instead because we've seen him on Karma. Um, but, and I also, what happened game two was just a series of unfortunate events that snowballed out off of the invade that happened um, by uh, Archer onto the uh, Zach who died on his red. And then um, the thing is, is that the bot lane did have priority and should have moved up. And if if the Zach is calling to get this crab, like I need you to move to come get help me get this crab so I stay relevant because he already has like an advantage on me now by taking my red. Um, with how like I believe Rusty and um, Worthy Dust were like half health, if they just walked up river, helped him secure that crab, he walks back around and they walk back down. I don't think anyone dies there. Um, and they both don't blow their flashes in a lane that's against Leona. So just like kind of after that, like it just seemed like they weren't able to like poke them out as much as they were doing prior to the whole exchange. And um, it just kind of put them on the backbone, I guess, for most of the lane phase. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I it just like it, everybody just seemed to be like, super um out of place just because of the the invade that happened um and i think a lot of people would like complain that reaper didn't like go defend his second red but at that point like mid lane can't really help you so you have to be looking to force plays on bot lane so like um which again unfortunate because like there were wards that spot him out spot him out um but yeah, I, I mean, more or less all Zach can do for the most part is go in. So, or like stand next to the carry and try to like keep people off of her. Um, so even though like you look at the score and you're like, oh, Reaper kind of like just died a lot. Um, I He definitely did may try to work with what he had and tried to get the bot lane ahead or tried to keep the bot lane in a good position, even though, like, the rest of the map was kind of on fire, unfortunately. So uh, let's um, move along and uh, talk about one of the reasons we brought King Volpes on to the show. Uh, since we did not get VODs, uh, thank you, Glacial Storm. Uh, we uh, wanted to discuss, uh, you know, Glacial Storm versus Curtain Call and uh, get your take on things and, you know, how you guys prep for the match and, uh, you know, what, uh, who you're looking to shut down or, you know, um, just game plan in general and uh, get your take on things. Yeah. So uh, I do a lot of research beforehand. That's pretty much what I do. I'm kind of analytical like that. 
So I did a ton of research. And if you look at the games, um, Nocturne was picked twice. There was no Nocturne in anyone's lineup. I definitely didn't see it coming out of top lane. I should have probably expected it from Jay Herbo, to be honest, especially after the game one. But uh, I don't think we respected it enough, which is a uh, downplay on our part, of course. Um, game one, it was just uh, Jay and Somnus pretty much took control. Uh, that was just the unfortunate thing. Um, Somnus dominated top pretty well. And then uh, Jay Herbo was everywhere. He was very good at being sneaky about getting around his jungle, marking certain players that he was going nowhere near going to an opposite side of the map and making plays there. Um, so it was just a uh, faulty gameplay on our part, but I definitely don't want to take away. I think that uh, Jay had a dominating, uh, Jay and Somnus had a dominating uh, performance game one. Yeah, so our, our mindset going into this was, of course, for once well, my rail wasn't banned, so I was more excited than ever to play rail. Um, we have a lot of uh, game control, and our team has always been focused around team fights. Like that seems to be our biggest thing. We play front to back very well, um, especially in the games that we've been up against. Um, it's just hard to play front to back when you have <laughs> you have a nocturne diving you. So yeah. as we're yeah, I'm curious about you know Inner Asian. You know, really known for his. Uh, CS numbers, um, you know, always really high and, uh, you know, just not as an impressive KDA. And yeah, he's always had, you know, high assists. So he's been there for the fights, uh, but never been really a threat. Uh, I think you see game one had seven kills and game two had seven kills. Um, so it's just more dominant. You know, generally you guys are more, you know, the oppressors in lanes, just curious, you kind know, of what happened between game one and game two. The fact that I think the biggest thing that allowed him to be dominant is the fact because the laning phase. I don't want to say we were constantly in control, but we were never behind in our lane down bot lane in a uh, current call. Uh, we were doing just fine. Most of the time we go even or better in our matchups. So that's just how we kind of are. I mean, not saying no one's going to ever take us out, but, you know, from previous experience, that's how it's been. Uh, So we were able to control that. The thing is, uh, that's right, his Tristana was game one. So at one point, he was split pushing. (laughs) Like, because we were trying to control what Jay was doing in uh, Somnus. So he had more time to farm up and everything. And by the time it got to later in the game where we were playing team fights, we're trying to get pill for our carries uh, spacing and true flash. And he gets to sit back there and do whatever he wants. Yes, Gecko most of the time was able to get onto him. But after a while, Tristana just outranges and out damages everyone. And if, and if they win a fight, it's easier than anything to siege. Mm-hmm. so i think I that's really what it came question. to i only yeah. have one question for game one i've given a lot of people for this so i'm just uh, so i trust <laughs> you yep there's a quack i trust that you have a good reason on why you built this but can oh, take you're gonna ask the, yep there yep. we go <laughs> yeah. so i mean Kim i can take... see it I, it's just more of like I don't know. So, I just always am under the impression that you want to build the support item. One, it's cheaper, but 
I, uh, but so I can totally words, see lock why, in though. instead of Kim Tech is what you're yeah. trying to say. Yeah. So it it's situational, and I can see where that could probably have to happen, especially with Rail. Um, but there was no lock. It wasn't going to save any of my carries. Let's okay. be honest. Yeah. I'd rather have Kim Tank because Rail is already a naturally slow champion. And if most of the time I am trying to center myself into the middle of their team. So if I can yeah. do more with my abilities and keep them there or just the speed up to actually catch someone, then it's better on that end. Yeah, no, I get that. I, yeah. Yeah. Is there argument? Because I mean, yeah. I mean, that is what Rel wants to do. She just wants to throw herself into the middle of them, press R, and try to pull as many people as she can to no, them yeah. and lock them down. So yeah, exactly. no, I get that. I was just, I just want to hear your explanation <laughs> because yeah. I feel no, like people I just think I had, see no reason why you should ever build that, but it's just like. It's, I, I only would... have an issue if you build it and don't use the active. Then I yes, just see it as it, useless. I would agree with you 100% that it, as a support, it is a niche item. You only want it on certain champions that you are trying to get in there, and there is no going back to your team. Because most yeah. of the time, Rel is way far ahead trying to set up everything as her team is collapsing. So Lockett doesn't really help unless the team is on me at the same time. Wow, I had my mic muted this entire time for this recording. That's amazing. Oh. Well, that's just awesome. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I may be going to fix that later. Um, so <laughs> I have a question for you. In, um, on oh. what? Oh, no, I thought that I thought it was dropping. No, yeah, everybody paused for a second, so I thought it was me again. Nope. Um, so <laughs> with happen, Glacial Storm, yeah, it will happen. Um, <laughs> after after playing them and seeing, you know, their... Herbo's 1.5, yeah. Uh, after seeing the $1.5 million player, you know, pop off both games, uh, if you had to play them again, what's the strategy? You know, what's the counter? Is it... Is it bans? Is it, you know, just what you're trying to do in game? What's that look like? Uh, we Well, for bans, because uh, obviously, but uh, we did concentrate quite a few on him. So I believe we did good there. I just don't think in the long run, I think we don't, we didn't ward out enough, which is our ward out far enough and keep tabs on him enough. That's the biggest thing that you can do against him, against any really good jungle. Obviously, he's a very good jungle, but against any jungle, if we know where he is, we can, like, there was a moment where he marked top lane with his mark as Kindred, and he was bot. Now, should we have known that? It's hard to tell, because obviously, most of the time, Kindreds are going to go after their mark, no matter what. But at the same time, it's a good trick to do, and if we thought about that ahead of time or if we even have been like hey you know what he marked him for a while and hasn't showed let's back up if you just take away his engage i think that's your biggest thing because from what i've seen with jay is he plays a lot he like he carries from the jungle in all truthfulness he plays a lot of carry jungles mm -hmm. so and the best way to shut down carry jungles is not give him those opportunities that's just the biggest thing you ward out for him you try to suspect where they are and don't try to go 
duel them or anything like that because most of the time mechanically he's gonna win so it's just yeah. like starve him you gotta starve him pretty much starve him out of resources if he has to farm the whole time yeah he still might be a threat but he's not gonna be you know that uh what was it 11 and 3 threat that we were facing there at the end of game one yep and then game two it's he takes the exhaust on nocturne so anytime he gets into a fight with anyone yeah and like I he said, that game exhaust two, them, we, so. we should have never let Nocturne through. That was a big mistake on our part, and I don't, I don't quite remember what was going through our heads in that time, because I think we were just like, oh, if Somnus plays it again, maybe we can control it a little better. And I guess we should have really thought that after Jay saw how we reacted to Nocturne, he was probably like, oh, well, I could take this and just totally break up their backline. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, I mean, I played in our league with Jay, so I actually, like, when I saw the screenshots, I was like, oh, he brought the Nocturne finally. He took, a, took yeah. the exhaust, because, like, other in that league, he would take exhaust or ignite. He would never take flash, because it's, again, like Rel, it's one of those champs that once you're in, you're in. You're not going anywhere. Might as well fight your way through as much as possible. So, um the build is interesting, though. But, yeah, I'm sure he's going for the one <laughs> shot. So, Any, so. Anyways, well, it, the, the theory behind that is if he pops our carries, which he was doing a very good job at, if he pops our carries, we don't have really much of a chance to do anything against him because now yeah. you're left with tanks. Yep. And he's so, just going to end up... So I have, a, I have a question uh, that I decided to add uh, after you and I talked about kind of the, what questions to expect. <laughs> what course. is up with spacing? So um, we saw spacing just be pop off, um, you know, four, five, six games in a row. Um, you know, Annie, um, who, who are the other champs they play? No one's letting play LeBlanc. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> play LeBlanc, I, could I could promise you that's not game it. two. <laughs> game two, LeBlanc was open. Yeah. And the thing is, here, here's the thing is after after having Pharaoh and then after our trade and everything, it's hard to, when we have such a dominating mid laner, to have everything be all on him. So with the trades yeah, being I that, I mean, because Jay Herbo, I'm sure he literally looked at our matches was like, oh, I'm going to just camp the hell out of spacing, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, anyone that looks at our games game is plan. probably going to think that. I mean, it's not a bad game plan at all. I mean, if I mean, you put the I, mid laner I, yeah. that literally pops everyone out of nowhere behind, that's going to happen. He can't. He he could have tried to camp bot, but usually we play pretty safe, and usually I can pill away from almost anyone that tries to jump on Drew. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of like what I, I'm assuming. That's kind of like how the onslaught shadow games go. Most of the time, we'll see a lot of junglers and even the supports move towards gecko a lot mm -hmm. and that's partly because someone last season said that he doesn't ward that person <laughs> will remain unnamed but well, i can tell you spacing um, <laughs> uh but yeah so i'm like when you know that a certain lane is like the pop-off lane and like our lanes play relatively safe you're gonna expect to see a lot more um visits from the jungle and such so yeah and, and like like uh like i know we're i know you mentioned you're gonna ask me later about this or whenever you do yeah but far away we're we're 
working with a team that we're just now getting. Like, we just got Flounder in there. We're looking around at options and stuff to that extent. And we have a top laner that's playing his off-off role. I mean, no one's no one's saying that he's doing terrible, but he's also like a silver level top laner. That's probably better than me about now. Yeah, just in general. But that's that's just kind of my point. He even says it himself, so that's not like <laughs> me bringing yeah, him no, down. We're, he even says he's a he's a platinum. He, the way he puts it, he's a like almost gold plat level support, but he's only like a silver top laner. It's they're two different fields, especially when he's used to playing support mid. Because yeah, mid's all fair. about the and I yep. I've seen it before. It's all about control mages, so it's just how it is. So it's it's trying to find a um, balance. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because you got to have Flounder do well in his lane without a jungle camping him, because the jungle mm -hmm. will also sometimes choose to camp the what they deem the weakest link and yep. try to get him as far behind as possible. And then you have that sometimes. Yeah, so it it just happens that way. So we are we are looking at other options. We're trying to see what we can do, but uh, we'll uh, luckily we have a bye week, so we have a while to kind of figure out what we're gonna do. Um, it might happen where Phantom goes support, and I you might see me top lane. So who knows? Yeah, Nocturne top every game, just that way you take it away from the other team. <laughs> Well, not no. my play style, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised no one's playing Urgot right now, actually. Like, Urgot would be fine <laughs> into Nocturne. Don't um, give Tricky any ideas. Dude, it's been up the whole time. He's He hasn't walked in once. I, I'm sure that's more of a someone says he can't play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you um, listen to your captain. <laughs> yeah, you listen. <laughs> oh, captain, my captain. Uh, yeah. Do you have any follow-up yeah. questions related to curtain call as a uh, a team? No, because I think though, I mean, you still have a really solid four. Like, yes, uh, Pharaoh was doing well in his lane, but like, it's not like he was doing well and the rest of the map was on fire. It was like everybody was doing equally yep. equally as well or equally as bad. Like, it, there was never ever like a so like it, it, there wasn't that there wasn't a huge gap between the any of the roles. So you still have four out of the five. I I'm sure you guys will figure out a uh, solution and um, bounce back. So plus you're my dark horse, so you have to. <laughs> <laughs> so we plan on it. <laughs> moving on uh, to hijack against Final Spark. Uh, Taco, I'm going to let you uh, take it away. All right. So I want to say this uh, to the Final Spark squad. Um, I realized after the game and some people messaged me and called me out, and I want to apologize because I did not cast your game fairly. Um, I should have brought up more that you guys had basically a really good draft for your team and the bot lane was on fire. Like uh, Duck showing his Thresh, it, he's clearly really improved on the champion. He did really well on it game one and he played his favorite 
uh, I'm assuming his favorite support, Leona, game two, had some <laughs> really amazing setups for the jungle to just ult down there. Um, Team Otaku, it's really nice to see Team Otaku playing to the same level that he was back when he first entered the league on, I think it was collateral damage. Um, so that was really nice to see. And KB Jelly played really well both games. Um, to I, I honestly, the fact that he got so far ahead in the first game in top lane, I think was like probably the deciding factor because his whole champion kit just uh, completely countered. It caught you what, off guard. Yeah, it completely countered what Kyrina and Hecram wanted to do in that team. So again, I let my bias for certain, uh, for hijack get the best of me. I apologize uh, to the final spark squad. You guys definitely played way better than I gave you credit for. And yeah, I'm sorry. You can go now. So, or whoever saw the game. So, Oh, you watched the game full biz. So what did you think? <laughs> Uh, I thought it was I it was nice to see a dominating performance, to be quite honest, to see from that. Um on both sides, it, the plays are interesting. Um it's really interesting just to see sure. what they were they were playing for the most part. Um because we we've we've scrimmed against them and we've we've played against them before, so it, it's interesting to see have I actually played against Ducko? Or was he not on there? I feel like uh, Ducko is uh, Doctor Miss. Okay, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. That always confuses me. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, it's nice to see that they uh, played a very dominating bot lane. To be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and the game uh, in general. No, honestly. Yeah. The thing is, is like even going into last week, or going into this week. When I gave my predictions and I said the 2-0 for Hijack, I could have been biased. But I also like throughout the whole episode was for most of the episodes that I have I would not be shocked if they won one because they just came off an amazing series. Um previously, I forget, I would have to look back on who they played, but they sure 2 0'd that series too. Um so it seems like you're praying. You lit some candles. Uh what's up no. with What's yeah, I, you? having a little requiem ceremony uh, for my my team hijack my dark horse. Uh, <laughs> they're getting dangerously <laughs> close to being eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, and uh, yeah, I had to I had to light some candles for them. I, I'm hoping they turn it around. But you know, my my reverse psychology didn't work in uh, the second week. <laughs> I, I just don't know what to do for them. So uh, I I'm. We've scrimmed. I'm, I'm going to prayer. So yeah, we've so not to take away from uh, Final Spark, who took over the games, but to, uh, we play against Hijack a lot. We scrim against them a lot. Um, they're one of the teams readily available to scrim against us when we're able to scrim. I think if they work out a few kinks, they could definitely come back in a, easily, because even even against us, after obviously that was first week. Twitters and stuff, and we do owed them. Mm. But they easily, most of the time when we scrim, we go 1 1. So I I think they can easily come back. I have I have some faith in them that they can. I 
don't know what they're going to do. I think they just need to find a uh, find something to do I, with their team. There's, like team yeah, energy like, in there, general. In they they need a... Or something. There, yeah. there are amazing performances every game uh, coming from Wolfie and Bonkers. Uh, and then late game, they're still the only ones able to get kills on the board. And I feel like that they go into try hard mode and that's when the deaths start happening. Um, I, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a supporting cast, uh, from tricky and mommy senpai and Nafi, um, to be involved in the plays and to know, uh, what's going on across the map. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'll get, you know, flame from Tricky for this, but, uh, you know, the, the Uter pick, the trying to flex on uh, KB Jelly. Oh, hush nest. There's smoke in the office. Yes, I know there's smoke in the office. <laughs> and it's going to be loud. Dad's getting in trouble. I'm, I'm about to shut this thing off real quick so it doesn't go off. <laughs> uh, but no, I agree with you. I mean, the, the you watch the invade and he started and it just was like there's no smoke uh, in the office even if you get that kill on ducko it's like you're screwed for your lane now my dude like you started bear stance on udir in a lane where like you're going up against a uh against the meow kai um and uh He's just going to sustain through the lane, and if he chunks you low, you're just, yeah, you're just not in a good spot. Like, and we saw, we saw in the lane, he just was not in a good spot, was losing. I think, uh, the, I think the tree was like 2 0 at one point. Um, and yeah, um, but yeah, I think, uh, the mid lane, uh, of, or like the combo of Bonkers and Wolfie, uh, work well together and they get their leads but they have this weird like a like inability to transfer those leads to the rest of the map in in the mid game they seem to struggle once they hit the mid game and um i mean again like it's even harder when like you have ducko and um team otaku playing so well in that first game in the laning phase so uh, so game one i just feel like the uter pick was uh a little bit disrespectful um even though it was a flex it didn't work um kb jelly you know went for a different build um you know that kind of caught me and taco off guard and then game two uh rise excuse me, from a CS numbers perspective was huge. Um, but there was never any like mass teleport play, uh, to put the team in a, you know, a different position to fight, um, or, you know, take a, you know, an objective that would just be completely, you know, not in vision of the other team. Um, so I think final spark played really well. Um, you know, everybody has uh, figured out what they need to do to be able to, you know, compete for a victory on the final spark. And they're putting in practice. Uh, you know, I know that they're always up for scrims um, and definitely don't want to take anything away uh, from them, but there's a, you know, I think we've all said there's an identity crisis on hijack as to where the, uh, 
the damage and the ability to close out a game because they they'll come out with leads um, and they seem to kind of falter a little bit. Yeah, and it, it, it's hard from a player's perspective. It is hard um, watching a lead from anywhere just start to dwindle because you start scrapping for straws. And uh, something I think I've seen just like in general, like solo queue or even in some of these team games, uh, you start to want to take skirmishes and risky plays and stuff like that, where it's just like, and I've even, I preach this to my team all the time, to be quite honest. Take objectives. They win the game. Take towers. Rotate. Take anything. Your whole goal is to... <laughs> there he goes. There your whole goal <laughs> is to beat down the Nexus. That's it. That's how you win. You don't yep. win by having the most kills. You don't win by having the most CS or flashy plays. That's just how it is. Yep. But there's sometimes in a mentality and egos do get the best of all the players that, oh, I can do this. I can flex on this. And it's just like, but yeah, well, that flex actually help your team in the long run. For sure. Because yeah. that's, the, that's the whole mentality of sometimes, like I see a lot of uh, top laners in general uh, want to play on all these flashy carry, you know, carry champions. And yes, sometimes it works out. But realistically, right now in the meta, your mid and your ADC, well, ADC is always going to be a carry, no matter what. You don't have a support, you don't have a support carry. Even Senna, who is somewhat like that, ends up being a carry. So mid's the other option. And yeah, you can play a few tanks mid, but tanks are dominating the pro leagues and any kind of games you watch right now. They're dominating top lane. And there's a reason for that. Yep. So, so yeah, we've got... So uh... Fourteen well, minutes left like... before the hour is up. Okay. Uh, I will say, with the Triforce changes in this patch, I think we could see like a bit more of uh, Jax and like more Camille's come back in. But Cho'Gath is still really strong. Wukong as well, still really strong. Yeah, Wukong yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. <laughs> so, uh, coming up on Monday, we have Destiny against Inferno Trigger, Final Spark against Absolute Zero. Onslaught of Shadows against Let's Bounce, Glacial Storm against Hijack. Uh, so True Flash, or excuse me, not True Flash, King Volpe, since you uh, get to get thrown into this fire uh, for the first time, <laughs> I will let you uh, start with your prediction of Destiny against Inferno Trigger. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I'm trying to think of we played against. We haven't played against. Did we play against Destiny already? I can't I remember. I don't remember. I'd have to go check. Screens. I know. Yeah. That's King Leon and Yoda's yeah. team. King yeah, Leon, Marbra, King. Yeah. Give, give me a second. Let me just pull up the team so I know who I'm talking about before I start making predictions and get flamed for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so King Beer. It's okay, you're that's, that's Destiny. <laughs> the guests never get flamed. It's only yeah, so that, yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Inferno and Trigger. It depends on how Inferno Trigger is adapted into Gold Inferno, to be quite honest. um, I would say 1-1. One, one. Just, just to play safe. If just you one, go one one, one I... all the way down. We'll flame you. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. Go, I promise you, I'm not going one one all the way down. But that one, I will go one one, just because, um, with uh, Pharaoh adaption into that, uh, depending on how well he synergized into that, uh, Trinity is a good ADC, and either Trust is a great support. Like they all play very well, but their bot lane and top lane dominating. It could 
start to look how we were in the beginning of the season. So, I mean, yep. it, it, it all depends. So I, I'd say one, one. Yeah. I, I also went one, one. Cause, uh, I think, um, no, I know, I know that tactic won't be at the game. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, they'll need a sub for ADC, which could be rise again, which I think is fine. Cause they've done really well with him. Yep. Um, he did. He did say that he couldn't commit to Destiny because his work schedule just changed. Uh, so that could be that he is out Monday also. Okay. I mean, I think uh, I saw some other people that were in discussion to play. Um, but I, I mean, there are a couple. Of, there are a lot of people on the on the sub list that are uh, ADC players that we've seen play, and I think that could still bring it to them um but yeah i like training is a good ac uh excellence has been doing really well um uh it'll be interesting though because like excellence uh play style so far from what we've seen has been like really kind of like control mages and like sit back and like just chill Mm -hmm. um and if like the tempo is going fast on Destiny because you have Leon and um, yeah, Marlboro who want to go fast, then they might be in trouble. Um, regardless of if Pharaoh is like doing well in Diotis or not. Yep. Um, are you I'm, on one? <laughs> I don't know. I uh, Destiny has piqued my interest um, oh. from this last series. Um, <laughs> But I think I'm leaning towards a 2-0 for Inferno Trigger. Really? Yep. Wow. Uh, let, let let it burn. Right, I'm just gonna go type <laughs> in the admin chat so everybody's gonna <laughs> wow. Okay. So moving on before the flame gets too high. Uh, final spark <laughs> against absolute zero. Uh, King Volfi's you're up. Oh, 2-0 first, final spark. Okay. I, I think they're a confident team. Um, I have not seen recently what Absolute Zero has, but I have heard that they've been doing a few roster changes and everything. So, um, so I, you you didn't see them 2-0 uh, Inferno Trigger then? No, they 2-0 Inferno Trigger. Yeah. Ooh. No, I didn't see that. Yep. What was the lineup real quick? That was the pre- same exact pre-trade. lineup. Same exact lineup. Oh, yeah. Okay. So sorry. So yeah, Phantom Flounder was on uh, Inferno Trigger when the when well, lost yeah. It but other, other than <laughs> that, that was Nocturne the and, yeah. That they, was the first Nocturne top series yep. we saw. Oh, do my Nocturne. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Mine. Um, I'd still probably give it to Final Spark to be quite yeah. honest. I I think they play a clean game. Two O. So I I would say two O. I mean. Make make me make me my words. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'd love to see you guys come back. <laughs> um, I think uh, in the series and trigger uh, versus AZ. While like uh, on the duck, I gave Doom full credit and whatnot. I just think um, for some reason the other four were like trying to speed run the game on mm-hmm. Inferno Trigger when they didn't need to. Um, so, I, I don't know, just based off based off top lane, um, KB Jolie again had 
amazing game one and two and i really think that ducko and timo taku have like i want to say finally showed up but like are playing to the form that we expect them to play at yeah and i think can go higher even too so um and then Gonson and Die Hurry are just always solid. So uh, I'm going to give Final Spark the 2-0. Alrighty. I, uh, you know, praised uh, Doom a lot uh, for uh, the kick in the pants that Absolute Zero needed uh, to get that 2-0 over Inferno Trigger. Um, but I, I think that Final Spark, uh, you know, has improved enough and come together enough to uh give the 2-0 over uh absolute zero uh kb jelly uh in particular you know showing his dominance in the top lane i think that he will uh be able to at least contend uh with doom vanilla's antics um so that it's not such a snowball uh that's you know just harder for a team to stop um so i think 2-0 final spark um Moving on to Let's Bounce against Onslaught of Shadows. King Vulpes, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I'd have to give it to Let's Bounce. They just had a dominating performance so far. Um, so I'd have to say 2-0, unless maybe this is an one, one of those upsets and it might go 1-1, <laughs> but I'd have to say 2-0. Taco? Uh, yeah, 2-0. Let's Bounce. 2-0, let's bounce. Sorry, Thrills. Yep. Uh, <laughs> see you at work, Thrills. You can punch me later. Uh, <laughs> Glacial Storm against Hijack. If Glacial Storm plays anything like they played against us and Jay Herbo just goes crazy and uh, Wolfie's not able to control that, then I could see Glacial going 2-0. Um, but no, I, I have to say too. I was gonna say but, but I uh, unless they within this few days figure out what they're gonna do about hijack in general, the identity like you're talking about, I have to give it to which sucks because I mean, I think if there's any team <laughs> like that can go jungle for jungle, it would be hijack. Oh, I agree, but it just also but you've got then it's, it's not a one v one. It's not a one v one. Yeah, right now, especially with Glacial Storm, it's not a one v one because um, Matthias moves, and so does Somnus. Like, yep. yeah, they're 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 uh, but, mid and jungle but, synergies very yeah. well. But on the opposite side, that's also kind of like one of the strengths that Hijack has or yeah. has been known to have. Um, I'm gonna get a left flag for this, and I hope I'm wrong. But I'm also <laughs> gonna agree with King Volpes. It's gonna be a two-o glacial storm. So uh, I have faith in my uh, requiem that I've uh, done here, and uh, <laughs> I think it's gonna be a one-one. I could be way wrong, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I lit a fire under the, under my dark horse <laughs> and they do something different uh, besides FF at 15. That would be sad. 
<laughs> out loud, but yeah. Yeah. That that would be uh the ultimate upset. <laughs> Fair. So yeah, um we have all stars coming up on the nineteenth, uh so a couple of weeks away. So uh captains need to be thinking about uh who they're going to send. I know we're also going to do a uh, one versus one uh, tournament as well, which will have signups. I think that will be a different night uh, than the all-star game. And we're also trying to work out something uh, else that is in the works, uh, which might be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, thanks uh, King Volfius for joining us. Um, I think this one may be an audio only, depending upon if I can uh, figure out what got recorded and what didn't pre 25 minutes. And <laughs> to find a, quack audio for taco so uh, <laughs> yep I'll thanks so much it. guys have a good one <laughs> you too oh, bye thanks